Welcome to This Week Health Community. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 fall conferences of Chime in San Antonio and Health in Las Vegas. And we wanna thank our show sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. And they are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com. And here we go. Here we are, interviews in action at the Chime Fall Forum. And we are here with Matt McVeigh with National Children's. And uh, look forward to the conversation. First time we've met. It is. By the way, people think I know everybody in the industry and then I get to meet someone for the first time. One more on that list. I'm I'm, getting closer to everybody. I'm excited. (laughs) So since it's our first time meeting, tell us a little bit about National Children's. Yeah, certainly. So Children's National, DC-based, Maryland, Virginia region as well, so the entire DMV. Standalone pediatric with a heavy focus on both community care in the district, but then also the surrounding regions with pretty much every specialist and subspecialty you might imagine in pediatrics. Well, how many children's hospitals are there in that area? You know, the closest hospital that we, you know, standalone hospitals up in Philadelphia with CHOP. We kind of see ourselves in that kind of grouping, top five, U.S. News World Report Children's Hospital. There are other children's hospitals within the systems around us, so Inova over in Virginia and Hopkins as a smaller facility in D.C. But we're the, we're the peer play standalone children's hospital. What's top of mind? Yeah. What are your priorities coming in this year? What are you looking at? You know, sometimes it feels like there's way too many priorities, but yes. focusing focusing in a bit. Certainly, we're in, like a lot of organizations, in the midst of our cloud journey, consolidating out of six different data centers into a private cloud, we call it, with Equinix, kind of our, our new data center footprint, and then making that extensible into any number of cloud providers. With, How did you, you get know, into six data centers? It's a great question, right? So sprawl, right, within our organization and some acquisition. So we acquired a, uh, a smaller hospital called the Hospital for Sick Children's. It's like a skilled nursing facility hospital. They had two. So it's like when you acquire, you kind of multiply. But we also thought we needed multiple locations, and you just don't anymore. So we're really trying to consolidate in and be cloud ready. What does a cloud journey look like for a children's hospital? Yeah, so you know, certainly it starts with our core systems. We're uh, a large Cerner client and Oracle ERP client. Those systems have already been hosted for a long time. So our cloud journey really looks like the you know, four or 500 other systems that we have, our research data sets, and really our, our entry in the cloud was there. So we put in a high performance computing cluster for genetic research so we could scale up. We hooked it into AWS and we've been doing that for really the last four years. Now it's really getting our core computing into the cloud. You said Equinix Data Center. Equinix Data Center. And then you said AWS. Yep. So you're clearly going in a multi-cloud direction. Multi-cloud direction with the Equinix footprint being our, you know, how we like to think about it as our private cloud or our still kind of on ground, if you will, managed and controlled VMware environment, but we're putting in the foundation to be able to scale up on demand and really into Azure, and then even some Oracle cloud infrastructure. AWS Azure. Yeah. It's interesting because you're leveraging the best that each of the clouds has to offer. Yeah. How are you able to do that and not end up with something that's uncontrollable, I guess? It's a great question, right? And I think you're even seeing some of the cloud providers say, how do we work 
more collaboratively, yeah. right? You saw Oracle's announcement working with Azure, for example. Certainly it's complicated and we've really had to rethink our staffing and our, our expertise and we're continuing to grow our, you know, what we call our cloud center of excellence with experts that can kind of make sure we're managing it. But a lot of it comes down to, you know, traditional, you know, security driven network routing, Process. understanding where our data is. And we're really kind of on the front end of it. So we're, you know, we may at some point in our journey say, you know what? We're going to go with kind of a singular, more agnostic cloud provider, but right now we're just we're staying general. Yeah, and when you do something like that, it's I don't want to talk vendors specifically, yeah. but this is where VMware really comes and shines, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because you have that abstraction layer between Absolutely. the multiple clouds. Yeah. But from a data side, is it a little different on the data side? Yeah. So on the data side, we're actually in the midst of so one of our other big initiatives right now is to figure out what our long-term data strategy is and where we can best aggregate. So we've, we've aggregated significant amounts of clinical data out of our Cerner, EHR, and others in, in the region. And now it's really the how do we mix clinical and financial data together. So we're really actually on the front end of defining our data strategy. We think that will be in the cloud as well. And perhaps with a strong you know, partner that can kind of help us pull this together and then start feeding out these other systems. Organization like ours, We've landed with dozens of different SaaS-based data platforms. Right. And so we're really thinking about how do we allow to meet the business needs that drove those decisions, but how do we start aggregating and getting this into a common repository? So you guys are a research institution as well? We are. That's like a whole nother. Yeah, uh, it is. A whole nother deal as well. Yeah. Plus you get, fu you get funding yes. and then that can spin up its own right. thing. Yeah, so we're, kind of in the, in the top 10 of grant funding from the NIH for pediatric hospitals organizations, and really set out on a mission, and over the last couple of years, have, have actually opened up a research innovation campus. So we've actually found the model of like UCF and others. We built a research-specific campus. It's at the former Walter Reed site down in downtown DC. Very historical, it was, it was the old Army Pathology Hospital, Georgia Avenue. And, working with the State Department, we got that parcel of land. And now we're bringing in not only children's researchers there, but we have an innovation lab with Johnson & Johnson, we've got Virginia Tech, we've got a bunch of parties that are coming together in this kind of research ecosystem. But our primary focus on that campus, genetic medicine research, pulling in our rare disease, and then even our, our you know, translating that into our clinical care delivery for genetics as well, kind of all in one do you do children's oncology as well? We do, we do. So talk about the patient experience. This is one of those things yeah. I'm not as familiar with in the children's side. I, I've examined it very yeah. closely on the IDN side, but how do you approach the experience? It's a great question because it, it, because it comes with its own set of challenges. And, and those, some of those have been historical challenges with even the traditional patient portal. So you guys just deal with the sickest of the sick? We deal with ways? the sickest of the sick, but we also have a fairly large and robust, you know, well, well care as well. We have oh, lots, of, okay. lots of pediatrics, uh, pediatricians in the region. So we kind of deal with the whole spectrum. And then with acquired HSC entity, we actually have you know, home care and skilled nursing for, for children as for well, children. which is kind of a whole new dynamic, as well as a health plan for, for children. So we're kind of running the whole health system gamut. But the digital experience for pediatrics is different because it has to involve the whole family. Right. So we think about things like, how do we create family-centered rounding? So one of our innovations was to be able to 
you know, kind of set our rounding list, automatically text families, here's when we're gonna to get to your child for rounding so the whole family unit can be there. And then to kind of resequence that if things get out of, auto, auto resequence that if things get out of order, if you will, so, on the So the whole family can be there physically or virtually? Physically. Okay. Of course, during the pandemic, we started doing virtual rounds. So we could bring in, because we had to limit kind of our on-site presence, we started doing virtual rounds as well with families because you usually have, you know, certainly a, a parent, guardian, mom, dad, and any other family members that, you know, want to be a part of that experience. But we also have to think about even your core, you know, constructs around digital. How do we engage? Who are we engaging, right? Because there's a point at, at, at which you're actually engaging our adolescents directly versus just parents and thinking through those dynamics. And it, it varies by state. And it varies by state on what you can share with whom, and it's, it's a real complex issue. All right, we'll get back to our show in just a minute. We have a webinar coming up on December 7th, and I'm looking forward to that webinar. It is on how to modernize the data platform within healthcare, the modern data platform within healthcare. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation. We just recorded five pre-episodes for that, and so they're going to air on Tuesday and Thursdays leading up to the episode. And we have a great conversation about the different aspects, different use cases around the modern data platform and how agility becomes so key and data quality and all those things. So great conversation, looking forward to that. Wednesday, December 7th at one o'clock. Love to have you join us. We're gonna have health system leaders from Memorial Care and others. CDW is going to have some of their experts on the show as well. So check that out. You can go to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right hand corner, you'll see the upcoming webinars, love to have you be a part of it. If you have a question coming into it, one of the things we do is we collect the questions in the sign-up form because we want to make sure that we incorporate that into the discussion. So, hope to see you there. Now back to the show. It is really, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm starting, yeah. to, I'm starting yeah. to brainstorm in terms yeah. of for care for children, primarily in probably 70%, if not 80 or more percent of the cases, you're dealing with the mom who is yeah. quarterbacking the care. Yeah. So your digital engagement is with primarily the mom and the family. Primarily. Yeah. And the outreach, the outreach though, you're not really, you're not worried about creating a consumer experience to bring them in where an IDN would be. You're, really your referrals take care of that. Well, so what's interesting is there, for the vast majority of kind of our highest end marquee services where we're, you know, pediatric heart transplants for example, you know, we're competing maybe out of region with other, you know, high-end children's hospitals. So it isn't quite the same. We're not trying to capture, but then it's just how do we create experience? But I'll tell you a lot of, you know, a lot of where the competition is globally, right? So we, for example, put in a remote second opinions portal built on Salesforce to try and be accessible to families that wanted a, another opinion and, then out, and use that as an attractor for you know, kind of outer region, kind of out of direct market share, you know, patients. And then there's still a, maybe 80% of the commodity and volume of the commodity business where we are kind of competitive with, you know, other options in the region and providing things like telemedicine on demand and, you know, better virtual experience or things we're thinking about to be able to capture that market. I love this. In the last minute, I want you to talk to me about your digital foundation. So sure. you your digital front door, if you will, which is a yeah. term I hate, but I'll still go with it. Anyway. Well, I, I, I can't think of a better term, so I, I, I keep thinking about I, this. We, we keep using uh, it. But it, you know, uh, right now, and in fact, it's one of our biggest initiatives right now is to build out the CRM 
capability. So we're a Salesforce customer building out that capability. And then we're really at a nearing a decision point on where we take this collection of you know, good applications that we've acquired over the last couple of years, a lot of it pandemic driven, and where do we visually kind of pull those things together in the, in the front door concept? Do we build that on Salesforce? Do we build that ourselves? Do we, do we use our core EHR capabilities, our, our vendors' capabilities? And so we're really at that decision point to make that decision, but that's something we expect to have rolled out by next, you know, middle of next year. Because we're, we've got the capabilities, but a lot of, we're still tying together the solutions and that seamless experience. We will have to stay connected, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this progresses. Absolutely. It should be fun. Yeah, Matt, thank Thanks, you for Paul. your time. Appreciate it. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conferences. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it is phenomenal that they have taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community, which is greatly appreciated. We also want to thank our channel sponsors one more time who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.